Welcome to the Movie Theater Time Machine Podcast. Hey, today we have 1963's The Raven, starring Vincent Price, Peter Lorre, Boris Karloff, and directed by Roger Corbin. And Jack Nicholson is in it, too. Hey, you know, I'm your announcer, Max. Hey, today we have some fun one here, so we're going to have a good old time. And if you never hear this podcast before, you know, go back and listen to all the episodes, because, you know, we always know the meaning. And if you heard this before again, hey, welcome back. So we'll turn over our friends, Kaz, Nick, and Bob, and you have yourself a good old time, and see you later. Hey, I'm Kaz. I'm Nick. I'm back. I'm Bob. And our cat Nudge is here, just yeah. being a cat. Yeah, dude, did you miss us, man? Sorry, we disappeared for a little while. Yeah, uh, totally uh, not, not, not abnormal at all, no. no. Yeah, it did seem a bit weird, but yeah, you guys were always here, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my bad. Yeah. Yeah, sorry we missed your messages too, but the phone didn't work for a little while. Yeah, that's all right. Oh. You know, phones, technology, they yeah. just, just being bad stuff. People, yeah. Gremlins. Don't let anybody stop. You have the time. You. Oh, shit. Oh. Hey, <laughs> uh, DVDs are still the way of the future, right? Yeah. Where well, did you come from? No, they are, though. Sure. Oh. All right. The future from the perspective of somebody from the past. <laughs> Why did you invest in stocks? God, I DVDs are the way of the future. True. <laughs> I saw it in a meme. <laughs> oh, we're talking about no. memes. I, I don't know what's going on. Oh hell. Oh god, hell! This one was awesome. What an unexpected find. Yeah, we just kind of pulled it out of our ass last minute. Yeah. We're like, looking for something with Peter Lore and... I'm like, wait, Vincent Price, Boris Karloff, Jack Nicholson? Yeah. And then you guys are all like... Directed by Roger Corman. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Count me in. Roger Corman, a fantastic, fantastic, fantastic director. Who did he direct? Uh, just trying to pop some of his other stuff. He's Death done Race quite a 2000. Bit. Really? Yeah. Oh, hey, yeah. we reviewed that. Mm-hmm. And we did. It was awesome. <laughs> oh, my God. It was so good. Well, here, he's done He's done quite a bit, too. But we are here to focus more on Peter Lore. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you hear The Raven. This one actually was written by Richard Matheson, who was um, a fucking awesome author. Uh, does a lot of really good stuff. He did, he did quite a bit of... Um, I almost want to say Monty Python, but did a lot of the Twilight Zone episodes. Because those things totally go together. <laughs> right. You know, and also, it's been a long day. <laughs> we had a, um, one of my favorite episodes is Time Enough at Last. Oh. Uh, they wrote that one. He brought Henry Bemis into the world. Um, and he could take him out. Yeah. Pretty, well, that's pretty <laughs> oh, much oh, what no. he did. We took the world out from him. Oh, okay. All that was done. He also wrote uh, Nightmare at 20,000 Feet. Hey, Grant. Yes, yeah. There's also that beautiful moment from the show, Third Rock from the Sun. Yeah. Yes, John Lithgow and William Shatner. You saw it on the wing? Me too. (laughs) And in my research, I'm seeing that he also wrote an episode of Family Guy, The Splendid Source, back in 2010. No shit, really? Yeah. What was it? IMDB is telling me that, so. So All right. What episode was that? I don't recognize the title. I don't know. It was uh, from 
back on May 16th, 2010, the ep- that episode. How am so. I supposed to remember that? Oh, it was part of uh, season eight of Family Guy. Or that. Which was about... <laughs> Well, either way, too, I mean, he still did a couple of great ones, too. He did the uh, Nick of Time, which was an awesome one. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the little rubber devil. Exactly. That, yeah. Death Ship as well. Oh, um, I love that one. When yeah. I, what I recalled when I saw it many years ago. <laughs> yeah, and um, so many really, really, really good ones. He did take over as one of the... Uh, the showrunners towards the end when the Twilight Zone did the one-hour episodes. Yeah, Death Ship was one of those. Yeah, and uh, one of the really big ones, and it was really underrated, but I mean, you know, now with this movie itself, I mean, I see so many things that are good here. First of all, um, just reading some of this, this movie was shot in 15 days. Fuck. Which makes a lot of sense. So, um, Peter Lore also ad libbed some of the famous lines. Uh, the, uh, this movie has famous lines? Yeah. Famous line in the film, yeah. So, the, um, uh, so the other one, like, how the hell should I know? <laughs> I'm going to hear the, <laughs> shall I ever see the rare and radiant Lenore after Vince Price asked that? Where else? Uh, I'd keep her here. Uh, here and then the uh, he also improvised where they took the they carefully took the cloth off of her coffin. Oh yeah. And he just chucks it. Yeah. Yeah. Right here, so well, it's very hard to keep this place clean. <laughs> yes, it's where my father just kept. <laughs> I really like uh, Vincent Price. Hmm. Well, he, he. You should give him a month too. Well, that would give us an excuse to do Edward Scissorhands. Oh, yeah. I'm afraid to watch that, though, because that was my favorite, favorite fucking movie. But then we just started seeing way too much Johnny Depp, Tim mm. Burton shit, and it was a disappointing crap, too. And I yeah. was like, uh... I don't know. I would like to I do like something. it might have tainted that for yeah. me if I ever try to watch again. I don't, I don't know. Well, I mean, I think that one, that was different. That was totally standing on its own. Yeah. True. So it is very different too, but it's cool to see Peter Lore and um, you know his non-traditional style. What do you mean? He's always playing weirdos. Well, no, I mean. Oh, you mean when he gets turned into a bird? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you see him. He is. He's not really taking himself too seriously in this role. Mm. You and y'all agree? I don't think anybody is. It's you know, it's a like oh a no comedy sort of thing. yeah. Yeah, um, I don't know, I'm like, Laurie seems to always be the straight guy in all the films where, but this, I think, he seemed a lot looser with himself, he seemed more... Yeah. The Wikipedia... Dis- oh, I liked it, it was a lot better, I mean, for me, I thought it was a different take on him, I mean, my only few films that I've seen were, uh, Casablanca, where he's more of the straight guy, yeah. uh, was it, the uh, M, the German film, where he was, uh... He murdered kids, which was pretty dark. Uh, so seeing this was a, uh, a definite, definitely uh, yeah. better. Yeah, you didn't <laughs> yeah. want to see Peter and Laura in a, in a better light versus like, well... Yeah. Being, oh, the Wikipedia, I think, described a lot of his roles as sinister foreigner. Oh, true. Something like that. True. He, he did... Um, 
I think he did very. I think he did very, very well in this one. I, I. It was nice to see him just, kind of just be silly, and you know he had a lot of his career that was, uh, he didn't have much of a career at, after this. I mean, he died shortly after. Oh yeah. Sometime in '64, his uh, yeah. filmography dries up right up to '64. So. Well, yeah. Because he died. Because he died. <laughs> The um, what did he die from though? I don't I know. I think it's a stroke. Ah, oh man, the, poor guy. Yeah, the, I'm I'm just going by the wiki page, so um, don't quote me for the news and stuff. I just uh, right, I, I remember it said like, yeah, he was 59, I think. Yeah, so it was close, but it was like the um. It was nice to see him like in a silly role. So it's sort of like when he was like when we did Beast with Five Fingers. Mm. So where you know he did have this sort of um, like yeah you know yes I'm a villain I don't care <laughs> like you know you're like okay laugh at me poke me I don't know poke whatever <laughs> like it just sort <laughs> of. I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it here. So I mean, no I jump. Thought, I thought in this movie he looked kind of like if you put him in the taffy puller and stretched him <laughs> out, you might get old Buster Keaton. <laughs> just, just maybe it's his eyes. What's wrong? I think it's his eyes and just shape of his face. But yeah, the <laughs> Wikipedia apparently it's like as short as me almost. I mean, a little shorter, half inch shorter than me, five hmm. three. He didn't seem a man of very tall stature. Either. Oh no, it's just hey, I I get to be not tall in comparison, but uh, not short in comparison to somebody. Yay! Oh right. <laughs> uh, hell, shall I walk through this one? Or? Sure. Okay. Oh, uh, how about our exquisite theme there? The of what? the uh, theme credits with the, I think it's Vincent Price reading part of the raven the oh one. yeah it is very 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 loosely based on edgar Allan poe like right there's a raven in it and a lenore in it yeah. and that's about it yeah well there are some of the lines that has that uh, like the rap tap tapping on the chamber door <laughs> you know where they do they do get into it we actually um briefly you know briefly watched the uh sped up version on youtube of the uh the simpsons raven episode well, from short. Treehouse of Horror. Yeah, that was uh, my crash yeah. course in the Raven in general. Yeah. So that's what yeah. I learned about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's still it was it was a good ode to the Raven in general because I mean a lot of Edgar Allan's po uh, Edgar Allan Poe's poems. <laughs> Poe poems. That's a lot of pee. Yeah. That's a lot of Poe poems. Find a Poe Poe, but the uh, a lot of Edgar Allan Poe's poems in general were just really weird short stories and rhyme. You know, I yeah. think it was a guy who misses his lost love and then a bird comes in and he doesn't question why the bird talks or nothing. He's just mad at it. <laughs> Good. Can you explain the nevermore? I don't or, know. Maybe he's saying yeah, you'll what? never see Lenore again or something. Or All right. Like, so, yeah, that in? that generally is it. You know, oh. yeah, all right. you know the rap tap tap. Well, the, the, uh, it's a symbol for his sanity. So Yeah, because Palace, the... It, the bust of Pallas was a statue of the goddess of what wisdom or exactly. logic? Exactly. So Both? it's a it's a story about a man who has his who's trying to maintain grips of sanity. 
Because if he really and, was sane, he would yeah. take one look at that talking bird and say, and teach it to swear. Because that's what people <laughs> do. And that's what sane people do with talking birds. Hey, I just remember, I don't know if you remember this. You remember when, um, I think we first started dating, and, um, and the, uh, we went over to my sister's house. I think I just introduced you to... And uh, she was sh- showing you how she teaches the bird to say shit. Yes. Oh, yeah. I remember <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. Earlier here, all she had to do was just say oh in the right way. But Emily don't do that anymore, does she? The- Not if she's around. If she's around you a lot more, she will say it. Oh, okay. Maybe she's very shy, I guess. But I thought she was just a cranky old bird. Yeah, but she is there. It's just like, then we just walk around and go, oh. And then Emily would sure. go, yeah. <laughs> it was perfect. Awesome. Perfect. And then swear in everybody else's voice, which is perfect there. But holy crap, these credits. Like, yeah. nothing says Edgar Allan Poe like psychedelic paint <laughs> swirling. <laughs> it's like that water and oil effect, yeah. but just like red and yellow and blue colors just swirling. Right. All the most 60s 60s to ever 60s across your screen (laughs) and i mean i i complain about color grading but i kind of feel like this might this movie might have been a case for if they had color grading then it could have used a little bit in the beginning to you know create a spooky mood but no everything's just garishly bright (laughs) i actually think that this was a great film like a great introductory horror film if you're a kid of the uh i don't know like say in the 60s or this was out in the 60s so like yeah anytime like after that if you were growing up and you were like i want to get into horror what's like a good film yeah somebody'd say like you should watch the raven because it's funny quote unquote scary but it's funny and it's very light and you can use your way yeah into a horror if it is it's like dipping your toes in the pool for the first time yeah yeah, I, I could see that. And then you can, like, jump into, like, Dario Gento's Suspiria, where you'll, like, scream and be, like, scared shitless, and, you know. Anything yeah. sounds extreme. better than fucking uh, David Lynch, uh, Eraserhead. That, that's it. <laughs> Fuck that. Goddamn Eraserhead. What a great film that was. Fuck off. Guys, and, and, that was such a great film. Yeah, so it was, like, psychedelic <laughs> swirl and paint and, um... Why do we bring him back if he's going to mention this again? Beach wing. And oh, also a, a couple oh, of weird man. still images, like a coffin with rainbow colors superimposed over it, and I'm like, is this a gay vampire? <laughs> and, and then spooky castle, <coughs> you know, yeah. in inappropriate spooky castle colors. It was jarring and just very sixties and weird. So um, then we get to him. Oh, he he's drawing he, he's drawing a bird with his magical finger powers. Yeah. Hey, baby. <laughs> uh, just like it's like he's kind of just bored and like he learned it. And I remember a dream that I had when I was about I was like eight. I think I was nine years old, and we were in my old house, and like my mom invited this magician to come over. And teach us all tricks. And his kids, like all the kids we invited, were loving it. And he taught me how to be able to remove, to uh, move the channels up and down in the, you know, uh, on the uh, cable box remote <laughs> just with my finger. Hmm. You know, just by pointing up and down. And I thought that was so cool. And I woke up the next morning 
and I tried to do it and tried to change the channel, but all I was doing was just standing and pointing at the thing because like the dream was so lucid, I thought it was real. Oh my god! <laughs> so I'm standing like you, know, you imagine it's like an eight or nine year old. We're in a different house, and I'm just standing there. And you both know my parents very well. Standing there in my underwear, just pointing at the TV. They would be like, "What and is wrong with My mom and dad you? walking in, like, "What the fuck did what?" <laughs> Me, I'm like, I'm doing, wait, uh... You're like, am I in my underwear again? <laughs> but, what just happened? You know, we lay off. He was, he was trying to invent the... Vincent Price was trying to invent the first Pink Floyd laser light show. You know, that just... That was the best part of the film. I love Drawing the la- laser bird. It was like pink lines floating there and he, and he was like he, he looked like an adorable puppy dog he's like i'm having fun yeah. and then the window the wind blows up the window open and then it's, oh, it spoils it it just do? it just waves out of existence his little laser bird thing that he's just drawing in the air from a distance yeah. he's like oh. and then the raven comes yeah. it's really hard to take vincent price i don't know serious as a a horror film actor. I mean, he has that. Oh, like, you can never take him seriously. He's such a. He's so gullible. Funny, he's so funny, fun and light, gullible. Kinda, and yeah. yeah. There was nothing really horror esque about the guy. I mean, you, no. You, that's why I say he's a great character actor, just to like like this film get into. And I, I can only imagine some of his other stuff. I haven't seen much of it. I know he was yeah. in the the sequel to The Invisible Man. I don't know why they would have picked him as the uh, the lead actor for that, but he was also in Edward Scissorhands. And Edward Scissorhands, he was in Laura, which was yeah. an interesting take on Twin Peaks by David oh, Lynch. Oh, Jesus. Fuck off. Bring it back around, y'all. <laughs> was he-, he had that in his head. Did you see that? Did you see it in this fucker's eyes right here? He's like, hey, David Lynch, David Lynch, few, David Lynch, David Lynch, David Lynch, David Lynch, David Lynch, Bring it back, bring it back. <laughs> <laughs> He totally, oh, totally man. looks like he should be Doctor Strange. Yeah, I would agree with that. Wasn't, was, was, was he ever, like, did they base that guy's mustache on him or something? Because, I, I don't know, man. You, you can imagine so. I mean, it's yeah. like, I mean, Doctor Strange himself is like, basically looked like what I imagine a young, um, um, Stan Lee would have looked like, or what he imagined himself that he would have looked like too. But then again, it could have been Vincent Price. Yeah. So mm. it's still. Um, oh, actually, reading some oh, sort yeah, of article just, here. Uh, well, you should probably continue while I. All right. So I mean the. Um, it does provide a really good twist because I'm mean, like I've I had to read The Raven numerous times as a child and and saw the Simpsons uh, spoof of it so many times so I mean I knew this really well and you know knew nothing about this you know until uh, that I didn't even know this existed until a few minutes before we turned the thing on. So a really good twist immediately the raven comes on he's perched on the above the door I'm like okay here we are and then he's like oh do you see it's me you tell me about the lost Lenore like, what the hell's it to you who am I <laughs> and there's the raven that starts talking he's like look you're gonna turn me back into a man right <laughs> here it's just the the beak opens. 
and uh, you hear the Peter Lord's voice is coming out, and it's just, it's great to see that. It. Oh, he. So nice. Uh, Doctor Strange was uh, partly based on Vincent Price. Really? Oh, all right. That's there. what oh. this uh, Screen Rant uh, trivia fact says. Yeah, they usually they cool. usually fact check themselves. So, there's a good articles on that one. Um, yeah, so they do that, and then they have to be able to create a potion, and this basically sets up a little exposition, but sets the uh, characters up on what goes on, and then you can see obviously uh, Vincent Price is some sort of magician, but. Uh, it sets up the world a little more because the 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 raven wants to have, um, wants to have this potion made so that we could be turned back into a man. And it was, uh, dead man's hair, a rabbit's log, and I'm like, is that a poop? <laughs> and uh, it's like d- a d- dehydrated d- bat or something. Bat blood, yeah. Bat blood. Yeah, wait, yeah. wait a minute. Do you think where? Does it specify where the dead man's hair has to come from? <laughs> Pubes! <laughs> I just had to throw that out there. Yeah, they, they so they have a delightful trip to the supermarket. Oh, no, wait, they don't because it's like 14 whatever the fuck. Yeah. Oh, it was, um, they didn't have supermarkets, I guess. Yeah, it just non-supermarkets. Well, they went to the they went to the his father's study, really here, which is inside the castle, and then um, crusty old crypt. Yeah, where he to hangs on to his dad's corpse, I guess. Yeah, no, well, they didn't go there yet. Oh, but okay. Yeah, they didn't <laughs> go there yet, which I actually have a funny thought on that when we get to that point. But they go into the study, and he's like looking, looking at the, um, uh, looking at the shelves and dusting off these old things. Clearly, he's never, he hasn't looked at this in a while. Um, they brew the potion, and um, camera pans left at the raven. The raven's drinking it. Oh, hey, hey, this is not that bad. <laughs> And um, the camera pans right to Vincent, pans back left, and it's Peter Lure. And like, oh, it's Dr. Bedlow. <laughs> we met at a convention. Oh, yes, it's you. Why is everybody a... Why are they all doctors? What the hell did they get a doctorate in? Did, is, can you get a doctorate in sorcery? No, I'd say why not. No. You know, I don't have no idea what kind of world this is other than 1400s. No idea if sorcery is like normal or guys, special or Guys, what? this is pre-Hogwarts as as Nick told me earlier because <laughs> I totally would have bombed on that idea of a joke. So, this is pre-Hogwarts before Harry Potter and the one you can't speak the name about and then the fantastic magical beast and whatever else came before it. So, all pre all pre Harry Potter. We know where to find them. Mhm. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, and and uh, Doctor Craven, that's the guy. Yeah. That, that's our. That's Price. Yeah. So he's so. Uh, Peter Lorre's like, oh, Doctor Craven, I'm, me, Doctor Raven. I I I mean Bedlock. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but he doesn't. But his have... wings. He's got <laughs> wings like a maxi pad. <sighs> No, no, like a raven. Hey, you had too much Red Bull. Yeah, I, guess. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if we could say it, but yeah, I wanted to say that. <laughs> ah, that's true. 
Wait a minute, what? Oh my god! It gives me wings! I'm all mad because feathers my are liver is itchy. screwed! <laughs> <laughs> so they need more dead man's right. hair. Yeah. So th- th- that's and that's the part that you know, as you mentioned too, like they gotta go to the crypt. Yeah. Lear is like, no, well, my father's in the family crypt, so my father is. Uh, let me try to just do like wait a minute, like Eggman, like exactly. I think, like, I think okay. Egghead was that villain, yeah. Batman villain's name. Yeah. yeah. If you've seen old Batman, you've seen Vincent Price's it's Egghead. Egghead, yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> My father is in the family crypts, so I think he would mind having a little snip out. Well, hey, Why don't they not? say the hair and nails continue to grow, supposedly? Yeah. Well, that's because the scalp shrinks and shit, but whatever. Yeah. My scalp shrank a long time ago. Oh, shoot, mine did too, hell. So I want to know why the hell... Hey, I think we're the son of Egghead. Is that... <laughs> I'm the son of a, a ginger Egghead, and you're the son of a, just a very yeah. very distinguished, uh, you know... We're, <laughs> we're the dad. sons of Humpty Dumpty. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. The two cracked egg yolks. Uh, I forgot what <coughs> I was going to say. Yeah, we're just joking around. Oh, I want to know how the hell, how long that corpse has been hanging around in that crypt. There's like years on it, and then I'm like, wait, this is 14 whatever the hell? I, yeah. I wasn't sure. And that's where I imagine, I think of like one flew over the cuckoo's nest, and that guy kind of looked like the chief. I thought he looked like their golem from the, the silent film. The, the golem from the silent film. It, okay, there was a Simpsons parody, a Treehouse of Horror with the golem, oh, and he had a really ridiculous haircut. Oh, that the the golem in the the silent film had that kind of haircut too. Oh, so he had like what about Smoogle? <laughs> that golem, meow. Different thing. Um, but yeah, that's the kind of hair he had. I want to know why he wasn't a fucking skeleton. Yeah. Well, he came back just, just enough to become become alive. Kind of brown and wrinkly and weird, like. Yeah. I don't know. And you suppose, Boris that, yeah. You suppose that he would just re- he reaches up, grabs him, pulls him in, and just. Beware. Beware. <laughs> At least and he sounded dead. Yeah. Then, Even if he looked merely. But there's a funny part there. Peter Lure's standing right there. What did he say? You expect Vincent Price just to walk up to him and go, he's, he's sad. Damn, you're good at that. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so, I think that they should have reacted more. Like, if your dead dad came to life, why would you put the coffin lid back on? I mean, maybe he's magically alive now. I don't know. Mm. Wouldn't you at least ask him, hey, have you seen anything on the other side? Or, hey, Dad, what's up? You want to play catch? <laughs> Father, would you like to go ahead and play catch with me, will you? <laughs> you should have offered him Gatorade. He needed some electrolytes. <laughs> Put a little life back in you. You know what I mean? Like plants with the plants. <laughs> Damn it, me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's one movie we have to find an excuse to do. Idiocracy. Oh, yeah. That is an excellent film. Oh, yes. The you truth can do it. As long as you don't go to Walmart later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so yeah, um, they got their dead man's hair, and I guess between scenes they do their potion again, and you know, get rid of his wings. Yeah. Yeah. And they're drinking in his study again. Uh, milk? Oh yeah, he's like milk. Yeah. He doesn't like warm milk. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Oh, Captain Milk. Bed Bedlow don't like milk. <laughs> yeah, he's like a little baby when he just he just spits it back up. He, <laughs> what would I, you do? Swallow something gross? No, it's not like he just spits it out. He just kind of lets it dribble out of his mouth. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, he gives us the scoop on. Uh, there's the evil Doctor Scarabus. See, they're all fucking doctors here. Mm. Um, who was also Barless Car- Bar- bleh, Boris Karloff. And I guess they had a magic duel because, uh, I don't know. Uh, I think he said he got drunk and started ins- questioning him yeah. and insulting his skills. And apparently yeah. it's super awesome that uh, Scarabus can do magic with just his hands. Yeah. Cue the hand job jokes. Well, there's the... <laughs> You, the hands is the most fingers. powerful thing you can do is do yeah. magic with your Dead. hands. Hell yeah. <laughs> so they should have just stuck to rap, rap battles. <laughs> then he wouldn't have gotten turned into a raven. <laughs> never more, you know? Just, yeah. just never, never more. True. True. So are we, oh, so that's the that's at the dinner scene then, right? Um. That, well, that's after, first they got the the... The stable guy, he's oh. crazy, like with mind control, and tries yeah. to cut him up with an axe. Yeah. Also, Estelle, that's uh, um, Craven's daughter, and she didn't remember too much about Lenore, who I guess was her stepmom, and she's been dead for two years. Mm. And there's a picture of her, and also coffin with corpse in it, and that was that part you liked. Yeah, and that's just... Oh, it that, looked like Madame Tussauds yeah. did a really botched job <laughs> on her corpse. They're like, ah, like, uh, we don't care. Like they tried to teach a kindergartner how to... Yeah. Finger paint. <laughs> oh, God. Hey, we've got to go ahead and get the job out here for this new statue of Madame Tussauds. Yeah, we have a lot of big red chew. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll just go use that. Okay, good. Yeah. She wasn't red, but she did look like she's made of gum. Yeah. Also, not a skeleton, but uh, I don't know which would have been worse. Uh, uh, I think she would have if she and Norman Bates's mom were in a beauty contest. She'd definitely win, but that's not saying much. Yeah. But yeah, we have to look at her because. Oh God! Imagine like everywhere there's like a whole bunch of corpses. So imagine like other rooms in this house. I don't want to imagine Rob Zombie directing a remake of this. Oh, God, no. Terrible. But, like, you know, you hear this, like, they're, like, eating at a dinner table. There's a corpse. You know, you hear, like, new guests. There's a corpse sitting there. That's our oh, yes. place. Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, they knew there's a corpse there. Like, they, they, they Step invent, imagine they invented the idea of, like, a bath or a half bath. Well, they call it a half bath because there's a corpse in the shower. No, my grandmother just loved this shower, so we kept her here. And that's how you get the shiny. (laughs) (laughs) But we we do have to look at Lenore's nasty-ass corpse because um, 
Bedlow kept insisting that dead Lenore, he saw her at um, Scarabus's house. Just tonight. Just tonight I saw her. And so he's like, no, it's impossible. Look, here's your gross-ass corpse. And that's the part with the... Yeah, they carefully unfold... Yeah, just take this drapery off there. They do that. Carefully fold it up so, like, the coffin has a fitted sheet. Weird. And he just uh, that was one of the ad lib bits where he just takes it, he just tosses it behind I him. Know. After that. That's adorable. <laughs> yeah, but he still insists that he saw her, and so they're like, Okay, we gotta go get there. And he's mad because apparently Scarabus stole his magical uh what do you keep calling it? Magical equipment? He's Where's my magical equipment? You need to get his magical equipment. No. <laughs> Magic box. Yeah. Now, was there any idea... Of oh, I'm thinking what, Magic Bus, sorry. Yeah. Was there any idea of what you thought the magical equipment was? Uh, are like, we talking about dirty jokes now? Sure. Are you thinking it's a briefcase with a light in it? Because it wasn't. No. But what were you thinking that it was? Like wands and shit? All right. What were you thinking? Like? A gateway to Hogwarts. <laughs> a penis! <I> mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, a magic wand or some kind of magic dust ball or some yeah. weird thing. Grimoire? Oh, yeah, yeah, you're saying it was some sort of light gate, you know, over... Oh, yeah, I yeah. love the laser gate. Yeah, I love the laser light show. That was my favorite part of this whole thing. Yeah. Just watching Vincent Price... I know I'm jumping ahead, but I love those two guys. Just, like... Think, shooting lasers? shooting laser thing. Yeah, it was like South Park. I wish Robin Williams was the referee of that. We're not pop. Okay, right there, that. Okay, you said here. I was trying to do comedy in the middle of them. They're fine here, there. You slip the finger in. I went to see my hepatologist, and he was like, "Who? What? Who? What? Pay attention." I am. I know. Enunciate, man. But um. Yeah, so they're going to go to the house, and that's when the footman guy or whatever goes crazy. Yeah. yeah. He tries to murder him all. It does make no sense, because he's out walking out in the forest to, to get the uh, horse and carriage to back to their uh, yeah. their uh, ghastly castle, whatever they call it. <laughs> and uh, he just, like, he says he, he later says he felt uh, a strong burning sensation, to which we all, like, laughed at some sexual... Inside joke humor. And that's which, why you have condoms. Yes, that, that was what I said. <laughs> I, I still was struggling with trying to understand what was the... Uh, uh, they figured it was Scarabus trying to keep them from going to the I castle? I guess he could have like, mind control. or like I couldn't figure out what... Something what like exactly that. hit him or attacked him that that could have caused that? Well, they kind of yeah, explained it a little bit later in the in one of the other scenes. Diabolic but, mind control. Yeah, that there was a way that he wanted to get uh, Erasmus to the castle, and in here, and that was his way to kind of get to it now. But um, everything kind of uh, everything kind of build it, uh, build on it. So from there. Oh, we get the the tag along uh, Estelle and also uh, Bedlow's son, played yeah. by uh, let's see uh, Rexford, played Rexford, by yes. Jack Nicholson. Oh my God, he's so young and like his yeah. voice his sounded vo- like a human yeah. voice. Yeah, yeah you're really... a Jack. You expect him like what, baby? You want me to go ahead and take you to this castle? I can fucking drive you, sure. <laughs> I know. 
Robin and Flake, but now he's all like bright eyed and innocent yeah. and like. Well, sure, I can go ahead and take you. That would be honestly my pleasure. And but sometimes you could hear the appropriate Jack Nicholson ness that little twinge that. When he yeah. draws things out sometimes. Yeah. And he had to do that oh, eyebrows I going. say we should really do that. And he seemed to be dressed uh, the part for like some kind of... Uh, <laughs> like a Robin Hood for like a Robin Hood cast member or something. <laughs> I was thinking <laughs> really odd, Robin Hood and um, wi- uh, Dandelion and Witcher 2. <laughs> kind of hat. So he had that pointy hat. <laughs> now I tell you, baby, I think we should go see what these damn bastards are doing. <laughs> But no, he's just, you know, <laughs> base, not a kid kid, but, you know. Yeah, the, um, I, he and Estella obviously have a crush on each other. Right, well, because movie. Mm-hmm. Obviously, what? it's like they see each other. It's like, oh, I'm in love, whoop-dee-doo. Hey, you said I love you on the first date, man. I did. <laughs> yeah, at least after we had a conversation, well, after we talked. they didn't say I love you yet. They didn't get after married by the end either. Yeah. Well, I, I fall in love with food after the first bite, so, you know. Oh, yeah. Single talks. So Crushes yeah. aren't yeah. just movie things. They happen. It's realistic. They no, I'm get not saying. Look, end. I'm not saying that it's not realistic or that's not good or anything, but you see this in so many movies, and I've said this time and time and time again on the show. You know, where you see people, they just look at each other. And, you know, or it's like the, uh, yeah. What's up? Hey. Hey. Or they're just like, oh, man and woman look at each other. They're in love. And it's like, oh, all right. I I, I just seen it so much. Yeah, I don't think this is necessarily love at first sight. Other than, hey, he's good looking. Well, hey. like maybe well, he's available. Fact, yeah, well, I mean, uh, yeah. he I really helps her out. Wouldn't have noticed any like love interest if Estelle hadn't said to her uh, her dad, "I want to go sit in the the front of the carriage with him." It was like, oh well, that was sort of a. Uh, it was December too. Light, light so. bulb, like oh, she clearly likes him because she wants to go sit in the front of the carriage with him and it's out like, in yeah. the cold okay. December air. And she yeah. wants to be cuddled. You know how dizzy I get when I get inside. Well, that oh, was a bumpy-ass right. ride, though. Yeah, true. True. So, Especially when Rexford loses his shit and basically... Uh, he gets yeah. mind-controlled, too. Faster, faster, faster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then he yeah, gets that yeah, crazy... Yeah. He gets the crazy... Yes, that's, that's pre-Nicholson. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he had that kind ha, of like... Ha, ha, my lips disappeared. Ha, ha, they were eaten by yeah. my teeth. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of look. <laughs> but the mind control wears off, apparently. And then he's like, whoa, oh, slow down. Oh, God, are you all right? Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> um. Yeah, they make it to the spooky castle. and a Dr. Skirbuff. <laughs> Boris Karloff. That, that, I, I and Pope Benedict. Yes. He had like a Frollo kind of hat. Yeah. I, I was thinking of that. I kept thinking of that. Review of that shitty Dingo Pictures cartoon version of Hunchback of Notre Dame. <laughs> the weird, the guy's, their Frollo's hair and the hat. But the hair was white. Yeah. Yeah. My interpretation hearing uh, Karloff speak was, and I have to look this up because then I'm going to, I'll say the wrong thing, um, was hearing Hank Azaria from uh, Night of the Museum 2. Uh, when he played uh, Achman Ra, and he had that lisp, and he spoke so profoundly, and it, it very yeah, and, 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 and that's all I could hear was like Achman Ra, that 
that dude from uh, yeah. Night of the Museum Part 2. I don't remember that. Yeah. That was a good movie. Yeah. They're oh, both Battle, Sorry, Night of the Museum yeah. 2, yeah. Uh, Battle of the Smithsonian. He, he was yeah. the, the main villain of that film. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah. Yeah, that was the one like they had to get the panels back or something or something. Yeah, they all yeah. Wasn't yeah. Just playing oh, sorry, the... it was Common Ra. He played Common Ra. Yeah. And he had that lisp. Yeah, that so one was, was very good. That one was really good. Yeah. The way everything came up with the lisp. Yeah, it's so. kind of sad now, but yeah. it is me very with it. But he is. Yeah. Yeah, um, Scarabus is tr- insisting yeah. that he was not mortal enemies with. Uh, with, oh, my brain. My brain farted. Vincent Price. Yeah. Character name? Erasmus. Oh, yeah, Erasmus Craven. Yeah. His, his dad, he, he insisted that he wasn't mortal enemies with his dad. I guess th- he was the grandmaster of some kind of... Uh, Wizarding school. Yeah. <laughs> something like that. Or Brotherhood, I'm sorry, Brotherhood, Brotherhood of, of the... Uh, I'm going to say it wrong. Brotherhood of the Wizards? No. Uh, Magicians? Magicians? Yeah. Yes. Something like that. And uh, We really researched this part of the film. Right, me. yeah. We're sorry. We just Technical watched a movie, man. We just watching a movie, talking about a movie, everyone have fun, I guess. Yeah, no, there's no, there's no expertise on this. But, um, yeah. Brotherhood of Magicians, I guess. So, I... What? I'm not sure what the end game was, except later it was to steal magic. Pretty much, yeah, to steal the magic, to steal, <laughs> to steal his essence from him. Oh, God. So Wait, he could be like, youthful. Is that like Austin Powers' mojo? <laughs> <laughs> Does it, do, you, do you need a pump for it? <laughs> <laughs> it's maybe like, uh, I was like, I lost my mojo. I lost my mojo. And then they pretend to, they ha- they supposedly kill off uh, Bedlow, who gets shit-faced drunk and is like, I challenge you to a duel. <laughs> but it was the best where he gets sick this little tiny ball and just gets those like, little sparkling things. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I don't know, he's speaking Latin and just slurring around like, Miss Gani, I become Omania. And um, Scarabus is covertly making gestures because he's making the one making the magic happen good and making lightning go off and shit and zaps him and yeah. i was thinking what where did venavidi vici come from what, was that from shakespeare or something because i just remember that from that episode of doug the magic mm. words for the handcuffs oh yeah i just remember the scene in v for vendetta when they find the mirror and it says veni vidi vici so yeah oh. that was how i remembered it i was like oh yeah that scene mm. Yeah, where what does that, that mean? Where did it come from? <laughs> I don't like, know. Fucking abracadabra, basically. Yeah. I'm going to use the, my magic powers and okay. of the internets and I will find it. The internet uh, oh, is let magic. Me help you. you heard it here first. Roli Rahi Google IMDb. <laughs> wow, it worked. How'd you do that? Wi Fi. Magic. <laughs> Siri. <laughs> <laughs> you need Alexa. Cortana's jealous or now. Or Cortana, yes. Cortana, too. <laughs> well, looking up on... What's the opposite of a sausage fest? Is it a taco fiesta? <laughs> we need assist- I too bad. We need to get the assistants all together for taco fiesta. <laughs> well, looking up Veni Vidi Vici on Wikipedia, it says, uh, let's see, I came, <laughs> I saw, 
I conquered. Then he said <laughs> phrase. I, I like the it part was popular with uh, Julius Caesar. Uh, who used the phrase in a letter to the Roman Senate around 47 B.C. after he achieved a victory in his short war against the Farnaces II of Pontus at the Battle of Zela. This will be on your next (laughs) Nintendo quiz, everybody. I don't know. (laughs) Word salad. Sounds like Zelda stuff. Yay. Cool. History I think it was a boner. This is, this is a metaphor for boners, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> like when the, when he makes the wand turn all droopy. <laughs> he did have a wand. That was funny. Good luck with a wand. You dirty man. <laughs> he called him a dirty old man after uh, he made his wand but flaccid. Disgust, like... <laughs> you dirty old man. <laughs> <laughs> What, you had a boner to begin with? <laughs> you can't really lose an erection without I an tell erection. You, I see. <laughs> but then he zaps, but then lightning strikes a bedlow, and all of a sudden there's a puddle that turns out to be jelly. Yeah. Well, that was the clue. That was one of the clues, at least we see. But in special, a. I gotta say about special effects. Some are mm. decent, some are terrible. There is a lot. Remember the laser light show. That was. That, I'm sorry. Top notch. <laughs> top notch CGI for his day, man. It uh, wasn't even CGI. It was, it was yeah. purely just dudes like with a light show. Like they just cart. They uh, they drew. Superimposed. <laughs> I don't know, but I gotta say, remember when you were a kid? Did you, you figure out how to make something disappear with an old camcorder by yes. turning it on and then turning it off, off and then on again? No. It was like that. I just used to do the thing where you have your thought like that, though. Yeah, that's no, that. no, I'm oh, talking right. about baby's first editing trick. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when you do that, so like if you're standing in front of something, you stand in front of it, and then you hit the pause button on the instead of hitting stop. Mm-hmm. And then you unpause it, and it looks like basically like Something you disappeared. disappeared yeah. yeah, mom yeah. did that for me, and I was like, I couldn't. I was yeah. like, wow, why did you yeah. do that? You made me disappear. Yeah, I actually, yeah. I entered a, I don't even know, somebody probably has a copy of it, and feel free to put it on YouTube if you're listening and have it. But I um, I wrote a short film in high school. Oh, God, was it Leave Me Alone? So, Yeah. It was called Just Leave Me Alone, and it was solely based on the, written around the idea that I learned that trick on a video camera. You wished him into the cornfield, huh? Yeah. Yeah, that was it, yeah. That was it, too. Yeah. I I wonder if Richard Matheson actually wrote Billy Mummy. I'm sure it's very easy to do those tricks now, though, with what newfangled computer technology and green screen and shit. I don't know. But, yeah. Camp old nineties camcorder. It I was like, wow. And then that's just a gateway into stop motion with it, with action figures and plants oh, yeah, and yeah. making yeah. plants have romances sense, yeah. and um. Yeah. <laughs> shut up. That was my English Ivy, and I I could make him romance another plant if I wanted to with stop motion. <laughs> his name was Kyle, at least his character's name. I don't know. I don't know if that footage exists somewhere. <laughs> I kept him in a Parmesan cheese can. Hey, Pete, go find that, man. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Parmesan cheese can full of dirt because recycling. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. they get captured. Yes, thank you. 
So they get so all the uh, the the uh, our characters get uh, captured by Doctor Scarabus. Mm. Uh, they are all uh, is he a gynecologist? To a room. Uh, you have <laughs> Rexford and Eleanor. Could be a doctor in anything. What is it, Elenice? What was it? Um, Estelle. Estelle in a room, and then uh, Erasmus is put in his own room, uh, of which he sees the ghost, the ghost well, of Eleanor. Well, approach the window. Of Lenore. 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 Well, Lenore. she didn't look like a ghost. She I, just kind of walked up to the, the L window. Just to make it sound cooler, but I totally blew it anyway. So. But they did <laughs> establish before that he had a servant that just happened to look like Lenore, supposedly. Oh, there right, is your spirits. Yeah, oh, right. wait, Lenore, that's, that's not see. Lenore. It was Lenore. Oh, she had that cool hat, like that was out of the Handmaid's Tale, but it wasn't. <laughs> it was, it was like a half half crescent moon or something over her head. Yeah, but it was more pointing upish yeah. than Handmaid's. So yeah. it wouldn't block it the sun. It was like a bucket. It wouldn't have literally would do nothing except look like a be fancy like a hair, headpiece. Hair yeah, yeah, exactly. Yay! Pretty. Uh, a cheap halo made of fabric, mm. but um. Yeah, I don't know when Rexford goes into uh, Estelle's room. I guess her door was locked, and then he sneaks in through a window, and you get that whole looking down far below, oh, God, rocks with waves crashing on them. Don't fall. Oh, that's right, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if I had to look up something or do something at this point, so my memory's fuzzy. Yeah, and then basically Rexford uh, ends up in like a room and after then, he crashes oh, through, and he ends up. Uh, he says, "I, I rolling saw. around having having a roll in in mm. the hay, but not the roll in the hay like we think uh, with, his, <laughs> with his pops." Uh, what's his pops' name again? Erasmus yeah. Craven. Oh, no, not no, no, no. Wait, Bedlam. Bedlam, thank you. So, Doctor Bedlam, Doctor Bedlam. And then uh, they realize that, uh, well, I think that's when Rexford tells uh, I saw his dad it. I s- that he saw... Scarabus making gestures. Yeah. Did he, did, did they know, was it him that saw Lenore? Help me out here, because my brain's kind of scattered at this point. It was, um, it was Erasmus who, stole, who saw Lenore. Okay. Through the window. She just kind of walked up and then walked away. Yeah. And then we cut to what Scarabus and... Uh, Lenore and she's all evil and stuff. She was mm. just playing with them. She looked really, really attractive. And, yeah, uh, she looked great. And she reminded me of Diane from Cheers. Huh. Oh yeah. In what? a way, because she looked like her just with a red wig. Oh. There, so oh, it's I'm, like yeah. Wait, I'm getting confused. Not Christy Alley, the oh, first girl. Okay. She looked like so. a cross between, in my mind, the the mom from Lost in Space, and uh, Ginger from G- Gilligan's Island. Mm. Like, like she some type did of... look like yeah. And her name was uh, I'll Hazel. I'll give you that one. Yes, yeah. Her yes, name was Hazel was... Court. Yeah. That's a hell of a like. A I, I will. <laughs> I will give you that. Hazel she Court. did. She did <laughs> look like Ginger. I'll give you that. Mm. Yeah. But yeah. all medieval-y. Yeah. Medieval with the boost. Yeah, but it was just saying, you know, I was come here, I came here for your power and your magic. You get my company. If if she... I'm like, fucking tease, man. If mm. she had an evil... If she had a mustache, she would have yeah. been twirling it. She's mm. that kind of villain. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
uh, the I'm using you for your money, but you love it and your yeah. power, but you yeah. love it. Yeah, your money, and your, that was it. your money and your power, but you get my company. Mm. Hey, no. <laughs> um, and yeah, I guess I, I got a little confused what their evil plan was in luring Craven there. They just to somehow get his magic. Yeah, it was to get the magic, and what I took for this is that how how he was basically older is that the magic would be that he would, um, you know, I would take it something would happen that if somebody died in his presence, he would be able to draw from that. Yeah, I wasn't sure. And like capture his soul, so to speak. So or because you mentioned he was gonna use Estelle, like yeah. I didn't know if he was gonna hold her hostage and keep him there as a prisoner to work for him, or like basically yeah. suck up his magic somehow. I was yeah, basically yeah that they that at least you know he would hurt her a little bit. Okay, they get to fight. He'd take the magic, and somehow. what I what I take from this is that there's something that had to be deleted that explained it a little bit more. Because there might have been, like, one missing scene, and they're like, eh, we don't really need that. Like, it's an 86-minute movie. Yeah. So it's like, okay, you missed something, and you could have said a few moments just to explain, hey, you know, I'm going to, we're going to kill him, and I think Captured in a crystal or a bottle. Yeah. I think I think either that or I think Scarabus was an older man who you didn't know how old he actually was, just and he white had to hair. kill the other magicians in order to just maintain a life. You so know? like vampire rules. I think that I think it might have been that. It's like I was talking with a buddy of mine in front of the show at work, and we were talking about our episode of The Room. <laughs> And how Tommy Wiseau in the original script was supposed to be, uh, Johnny was supposed to be a vampire. Oh, God. And, like, it makes a lot more sense knowing that. Are you sure he wasn't supposed to be Frankenstein? <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe he didn't know. Like, I'll be a vampire, huh? I'll have bolts in there and I'll say, ah, <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> but anyway, but it just—I th- I think he had some sort of immortality thing, and that probably would explain that part. That's why know. I was trying to figure out the year because when I yeah. first saw f- fourteen, whatever, and I'm like, wait, how old are these uh, yeah. magician, wizard, whatever? Well, every every incarnation of the Raven that I've seen, it was always set somewhere in the fifteen hundreds. I. Yeah. All I, I just remember the Simpsons thing, and that looked nineteenth century to me. True. The smoking jacket thing. The yeah, setting. true. Yeah, so I always assumed the Raven was nineteenth century. So I was just like, what? But yeah, yeah they're, they're wearing medieval clothes. It's it's whatever. I don't know how long yeah. his dad was dead for. So the where we now the um, torture or the laser battle or to, oh by the way Bedlow was in on this plan. He's there in the room, and he's all like, "I just wanted to do this to get your to learn magic from you, because I wasn't good." Well, I guess he wasn't good at it, ma- at magic, so he he just wanted to learn magic. So so we're so led to believe, them. but he's he's a lot smarter because it's Peter, Lori, Lori, <laughs> playing it. Peter Lori, yeah, definitely. 
Definitely. Um, is there any bags they try to escape. Fast forward to the laser light show. No, yeah, sorry. I think we were about there because they try to escape. But see, yeah, that's when they, um, Estelle is like, I can't leave. Uh, Rexford is like, we got to get out of here. But she's like, I can't get out without my dad. So and then he's all like, they find him in bed and they try to escape, but they get caught. Oh, right, because uh, a scarabus makes the door turn into a wall. Yeah. Through movie magic. Just mm-hmm. boom. And then they get tied up and in some kind of dungeon oh, yeah, where they're right. hitting then, up pokers. Right, to... I can take over from you. Then um, they're going to threaten... What's his name? Erasmus. They're going to try and kill Estelle. And they're going to, like... torture him until torture. he... I don't like, know. Gives about his finger bang magic with his oh, fingers. Oh, yeah. And then <laughs> they, uh, and then thankfully at that point, uh, Bedlow has already been turned into a raven. Uh, leads us all, the audience, including the, our villain, to uh, believe he's he's gone. He left. He wants nothing more, and he leaves uh, his, he's like, his Turn favorite Jack raven. Nicholson son, Rexford, to, <laughs> to, to die, basically. But... Uh, thankfully, uh, he, he comes back, uh, saves the day. He, he lands his, on his son's shoulder and his starts, raven with his raven power yeah. to his raven power to eat away at the, the uh, rope. <laughs> he's like, "How about you try something with height for once?" <laughs> <laughs> I knew he was gonna come back. Thankfully, oh he, yeah, he knocks out the uh, he knocks out the. Let's see, that would be. Uh, Villain number three or two? I don't know, villain oh. number two or three? Yeah, which was his um Oh, henchman his number sir, one, two or three. Henchman, oh, yeah, yeah. Rex, henchman, Rexford yeah. hits the henchman Rexford hits torture henchman guy. Two or three, or I lost number. <clears throat> and um, rescue, rescue Estelle, but then they decide that uh, Scarabus and Erasmus are going to have a uh, magician off. Uh, with magic his finger, finger bang magic off or whatever you want what to call it. What is so special about his? I don't know. I don't know. They shoot lasers at each other yeah, with their it fingers. Was the best part of the film. They just started shooting lasers at one. I'm another. like, what are these lasers supposed to do? Make you, you sleepy? You give you a great, headache? No, you made a great suggestion. We should Stop play Pink them. Floyd. Yes. And I would agree that that entire scene should be slowed down, and we should play Dark Side of the Moon. <laughs> yeah. And then it would add like, a, you know, then we'd all have the potheads be like. This is an amazing film, which we should all... But then they have a proper magic <laughs> battle. Again. Yes. With all kinds of special effects that were less... Mostly less terrible than... Yes. Than, the fin- than the pause the camera trick. Yeah. Because you got flying chairs, um... It basically turned into some kind of like Disney... Know, cartoon Disney, thing. Uh, like uh, magic piece of some kind, where it was just like very light, fluffy, until the end when... Uh, Scarabus used Erasmus's dad against him, but then we think he's dead because he has like a, a large knife through him, but he's not. Oh he's yeah, just spear. Full of, uh, sand. He's, it's like a... he, we see him on top of the chandelier, and he like they they just. And then the these... chandelier drops with an yeah. obvious dummy in it. Yes. Yeah. And um. <laughs> that and then, was my favorite. And then instead yeah. instead of guts, it's like little yellow birds fly out instead yeah. of sawdust or mm-hmm. guts and. Yeah, I like the part where he's floating above and he just but I believed I believed him as a magician more than Boris Karloff because it was just the way that he was that he's just dropping the eggs like oh ho, oh ho. 
Oh, That's look so at that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, he had that. He had that idea in more of the confidence war. Than... Carla, I mean, um, yeah. Scarabus did make a snake appear around its neck, mm. and then he turned it into a scarf, and then he kind of he's floating, and he made the chair go down, but then Scarabus made the the chair go down through the floor. Yeah. Like a ghost. <laughs> that was funny. He like, just starts oh, no. flapping his arms. His little his hands. He's just kind of. Yeah, he's trying to get the chair back up. And but he pulls the brake. An imaginary invisible brake. <laughs> it reminded me of dreams. I, I flap my arms in dreams when I try to fly, too. Yeah, he just pulls himself back up there. That adds up for the firefight. And he's just oh, yeah. doing the most impressive. Weird cartoon orbs. Yeah, he's doing the most impressive technique of Fruit Ninja. <laughs> that yeah, ever it's seen. like bad <laughs> joke karate. Like. <laughs> yeah. it, it, it also reminded me of a bit of a pre-Tron technology of like <laughs> cinema magic where you'd see a bunch of blue characters and red characters and just uh, like randomly like objects would fly by and it's like, whoa, <laughs> that, like that is neat. But, cartoon you know. spears and a cartoon cannonball and then yeah. the when he would knock the, or whatever, the... Mm. Yeah, keep the wall up, make the wall hit on fire. Mm. My mouth is spasming like my mom does, I think. That's okay. Um, why are you flicking me? Mm. This isn't a magic duel. <laughs> oh, also the gargoyles. That, that was some That bad, was awesome. The, the world's worst sleeping, an, um, weeping angels. <laughs> It's just like, are they moving? They're closer, but they're really adorable puppies, everybody. Yeah, he turns them into puppies. They're adorable little baby basset hounds. Yeah. Like, Aww. I thought they were more like beagles. Nah, beagles Maybe. would have a little more longer snouts. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's there. I I love that here, but it's all it's all over, of course. Uh, and then the place starts falling apart, as yeah. if Mario had visited the castle. Yeah. Yeah, the um. You know, we should talk about the exterior of the castle, but we'll get to uh, it. Yeah, it was like well, Lenore. Lenore's like, oh, he had me under a spell. I love you now. I was like, uh, fuck uh, you. Fuck up. How would you? No, I made a bad. Man. You pretty attractive lady. Goodbye. No, you she stay here with your old farts. And he, he just like gorgeous ginger locks. No. Like, falling asleep he's mm. like a, i don't know if the lasers made him sleepy mm. but he's like in his chair slumped over and then he just kind of pulls her maybe like he won't he doesn't want to let her go but he's like half asleep and super old how could you not get out of his mm. arms yeah so boris karloff and uh abe vagoda and uh, <laughs> abe vagoda and princess toadstool are stuck in the castle <laughs> Yeah, and then here's they're not in another castle, and then we have the exterior scene. Which, it's glowing. Yeah, it's like and it, the castle had a cartoon outline, like it looked bad. Green. Yeah, I tell if it was like dark gray or green at points, but yeah. Yeah, and See, it, it did glow have like a, a giant green. plumbing green. Uh, tunnel at the top. It did look like a and Mario, <laughs> a Mario pipe at the top. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. it's me. I come through. It's good because Pipe World sucked, so that was just. He was a load bearing boss. He <laughs> de- defeated him, and the whole place collapses. Yep. <laughs> you just expect like Terry Gillen would walk in there, like, "Hey, what the hell, all that?" And a foot to come down. Yeah, yeah, or there, or there, yeah. <laughs> then, then I go. 
And then they go home, and I guess now... That's all I can see is, like, the, 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 uh, the night. They, they ride up, and they go... <laughs> Our audience is like, what What are they doing? We're, we're referencing uh, the Holy Grail. Right. <laughs> With the coconuts yeah, instead so of... Because the, they couldn't uh, afford horses. Yes. <laughs> but no, no, this movie had That's horses. That's all I can see. <laughs> and, yeah, I guess he's back in his uh, study, and... The b- Bedlow is still a raven and wants to be changed okay, back. Okay, can you turn like, me back now? I'll think about it. <laughs> and yeah. he says, Doctor Bedlow, shut your beak. I know. <laughs> and, he, and then dance party music. Yeah, and a weird psychedelic wow kaleidoscope mm-hmm. effect around a floating shot of the raven. Uh. What? Yeah. Ugh, I forgot to make a joke about the um, <laughs> fantastic lip syncing on that bird. Mm. You know, just kind of kept his uh, mouth open the whole time uh, until he wasn't. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and I guess um, he's going to be the uh, new grandmaster of the yeah. brotherhood. Yeah, like we care. Yeah. Because so. he's next in line because his dad. Yeah, so he takes over his rightful place in the throne and ascends it, which is takes his rightful place over a weird uncle that probably should have gone ahead and done that. Wait, wait a minute! Oh my God, I'm describing Lion King. <laughs> uh, no, uh. I was just you know we were just brainwashed. I was just thinking of the last scene of Lion King, so, <laughs> like and Simba goes up there with his newfound child. Uh, and, that's weird. I was totally just thinking that too. <laughs> we always do brainwave, don't we? Yes, we do. <laughs> so I think, uh, what would you think would be fantasy casting on this? Um, I don't know. Uh, oh man. Hmm. I suppose appropriate casting would be Tim Burton, but I think he's kind of played out. Mm. Um, my joke is usually Tarantino. How about a joke cast uh, director Rob Zombie? <laughs> I gotta go with uh, what we were saying earlier. I would just like Boris Karloff's. Uh, what was his character's name again? Scarabus. Scarabus. Yeah. If it was just Robin Williams. <laughs> Surely you just you brought me to my home and you know I could make magic with my hands. <laughs> Giggity, that's what she's in. Oh, you want to do that? Fine, we can do that for you, indeed. Uh, and um, I would say for... I want to see Melissa McCarthy as Estelle. She'd be a lot funnier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we have a friend of the show. Hopefully she'll listen to this episode, Alicia Eaton, who's from Austin, Texas, who... I swear to this day, Melissa McCarthy might have met her and then just copied her character. <laughs> so, girl, you need royalties. <laughs> so, there. I don't hear. My what fantasy got, casting would be, uh, I'd like to see Matthew McConaughey is uh, Erasmus. <laughs> I want to see, see a reverse role. I want Jack Nicholson, instead of being uh, Rexford, I want him to be Scarabus. Yeah. I want Lindsay Lohan to be Lenore because at least she can die off at the end like she should properly do because you know, <laughs> her. Um, that's about it. And they could fill in with whoever else you wanted. So. Yeah. <laughs> Surely, I just want to go ahead and have dinner with an old friend's son. <laughs> 
Now, should it really be that bad? <laughs> the years imagine he would, he would have that moment where the chief would come out of the grave. <laughs> Look, did you return the water fountain or what? These boys are drinking, starving. <laughs> These boys are thirsty now. What's the matter with you? And then, and, and then Rexford could be um, Burt Ward from the 60s. <laughs> he, he did kind of remind me like he looked like he could. Jack Nicholson reminded me of him. Like, he, yes. <laughs> like way too old to be Robin, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I think it would be tough to uh, replace uh, Peter Laurie as uh, mm. uh, as Bedlow because I can't think of anybody today that can uh, not today like, like copy his uh, quirkiness. It's really somebody with giant eyes. Like, wait, know, be... um, hello, fellow students. Who is that? Oh, 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 <laughs> Steve Buscemi. I don't know, he's got the eyes, maybe. Yeah, Steve Buscemi would be able to do it, but I was also, I was thinking of something else, but <laughs> just imagine if you wanted to go like a grittier side, you'd go Bob, <laughs> Bob, Bob Hoskins. I know that name, but what did he do? Um, he was Mario in the Super Mario Brothers movies. Oh, yeah. The year, <laughs> the year. <laughs> Should have been played by Ron Jeremy. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Hi, I'm Dr. Bedlow. <laughs> no, I meant Mario in the, in the Mario movie. Wasn't he a Mario in a porno spoof? <laughs> no, he was Luigi but, in the porno spoof, but he had the wrong name. Yeah. <laughs> you got the one guy, yeah, I remember that one with uh, Stone Gremlin production with Brad Jones and yeah. the Cinema Snob. <laughs> Clear. There is a porno spoof called the Super Horneo Brothers. Oh, here and the guy, the guy who looks who is the perfect one who who could be Mario is Ron Jeremy, and he's the Luigi character. But looks like Mario. But looks the exactly like Mario. Yeah, and he has red over. But they just call on. him Squeegee. Yeah, Squeegee and Horneo. <laughs> That is an excellent Peter Lorelef. I what? I don't know if we've heard him laugh. Yeah. I don't know. But um yes, our cat Nudge enjoyed the first appearance of the Raven. <laughs> then she didn't really follow afterwards, but initially she was like, Huh? Is, I gotta go up to the TV and see if, what sorcery this is with the bird. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's, it's movie magic. That's the kind of sorcery it is, lady. That's cute. She's a good little cute. girl. I love her. All right, so I think we're rounding about here, right? I'm tired and hungry, and yeah. my mouth stopped working good. Yeah. Yeah, we're good. I got, I'm done. Yeah, I'm wiped Me out. too. <laughs> All right, folks, join us next week for the end of Peter Lore Month and, you know, probably an announcement of what we're going to do for next month. Probably pull it out of our ass again. Yeah. Yeah, I like to plan a few bits of things. So. Right. Well, here, so hopefully it'll be all right. So be good. Take care of yourselves. Oh, and if you remember, we released the last week's movie on Wednesday. Yeah. So if you weren't, yeah. Yeah. So that's up. Yeah. It was Wednesday. Right. Birthday. Right. So they're here that's on Mother's up. Day too. All right. So do you hear so? Yeah. All right. So be good. Take care of yourself, and thank you, Mr. McKnight.